It's Food for Thought with Dr. Phil Knight on WJR. Get in touch with the Food Bank Council of Michigan. Visit fbcmich.org. Once again, here's Dr. Phil Knight. Chuck Haddon, the CEO of the Michigan Manufacturing Association, is on the line with me. And, and uh, Chuck, you're going to tell us a story about uh, how uh, the, the work of the charitable world is impacting uh, manufacturing and making it even more productive for the, the owners as the, and the employers, but also for the employees. Um, yeah, there, there's a, Southwest Michigan is kind of a unique area of the state. It didn't start here. It actually started in the Grand Rapids area. Uh, I sort of credit Fred Keller of Cascade Engineering of starting this thought process. Uh, he started it back during the Reagan time when uh, he was trying to get enough employees to work for him, and he started hiring people off the welfare rate, uh, rolls hmm. and putting them to work. And now those people are still working and have good, skilled jobs and homes, and it really made a lot of sense. That has gone a little further in other areas, as we see in southwest Michigan. Um, in southwest Michigan, there's a guy down there called Todd Gustafson, and um, Todd has been down there for a long time. He was hired to do the Michigan Works, um, be the head of Michigan Works, but then the employers down there decided that they needed to do something different with Michigan Works. They needed it to be demand-driven. By that, I mean they need to tell Michigan Works who they, what they were looking for, and Michigan Works need to help train them to get those people ready to go. Uh, so Todd recently took over what is all Conexus, which is Michigan Works, unemployment agency, and um, and training. So it, he really is a one-shop stop for anybody that's looking for a job and, and needs a job. And, and and the employers are hiring right directly from him. So it's, it's a unique situation, but it's also something that I think is really working. The reason it's working is because they're not only looking at the employee as a job, they're looking at them after the job also. Hmm. Once they have the job, they realize about a third of those employees are living paycheck to paycheck, and one, one emergency turns into a, a, a possibly, as you and I talk about, a food emergency. Sure. So how do, they, how do they manage that? Well, for lack of a better term, I think they do the same thing that the Army does, in essence, and that's that they have chaplains, so to speak, or ambassadors that go to the facilities around the, around the southwest Michigan area. And right. these people are experts on what, how to solve some of these problems. Uh, and they've worked on solutions on a number of ways. So I'll give you a real easy solution that's not food-related, but somebody has a problem in their short term. They need some money just short term. Mm-hmm. They have partnered with um, a number of credit unions down there to work with them to get them that short-term loan, and then they are paid directly out of their paycheck back to the credit union. But before they can even do it, they have to take a budgeting class so they know how to budget their money and make sure they're not in this situation again. And that's a real eye-opener for many of them. Of Well, maybe I don't need this dish TV. Maybe I just need a pair of antennas to get to the Chicago stations from here. And, and things like that that they right. need to think about as they're going through this whole thing. Wow. I think that's, that's a really important aspect of it. The other aspect of it is that they look at absenteeism, and they ask the HR people to look at absenteeism. And if somebody's been absent regularly or every once in a while, they may reach out to them. 
But the employer also asks the employees to reach out to these people and try to find them and try to have them help them solve their problem. The employer doesn't need to know about it. They just need to know that their problem is being worked on. And that, I think, is, is the big difference. It's, it's, it's confidentiality. Nobody wants to say, geez, I'm, I, I, my car broke down, my babysitter's sick, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. They don't, they don't want to have excuses, so they don't show up. Mm-hmm. So how do, how, do they, how do we solve that? Well, we have them talk to somebody who can help them solve those problems. Your babysitter didn't show up. I've got someone that's going to come by, pick up the, your kid, and take them to the daycare center, and we're going to make sure that they get, to, they get home later that day. Um, I, need, I have a flat tire. I can't get to work. We're calling somebody that can help you change that tire, get you going, and get you back to work uh, so you don't miss more than one day uh, at a time. We have, we have a lot of agencies out there, both mm-hmm. government and nonprofit, that are willing to help people and find their way. And I think that's what we're not utilizing up to our utmost. And I think if we could help them do that, I think employers would be not only find that they are – they, they are their absentee rate is going to drop to almost nothing, and then but on top of that, there's going to be a real loyalty to that employer for what sure. for saving them, and I think that that's a, that goes a long ways with the employees that that this they have this op they have this option that's a benefit that other companies don't have. Right. Well, and you know that that's going to get uh, talked about by word of mouth. Oh, absolutely, absolutely is. You know, and, and up and down the, uh, the floor of the plant. I mean, if, if somebody's got a problem, this is they'll say, "Go talk to so and so." They'll help you with it. Right, right. Wow, that is that is really cool. I love the idea about the integrated service, um, and and you know, we we see that all the time. We see it in our world, and we really want to have that that collaborative backbone where someone is uh, coordinating services. Um, and, you know, and, and at our level at the Food Bank Council, uh, we're doing that in the food world quite yeah. a bit. And we're seeing some of those uh, uh, opportunities come in to people. So we're able to help them get food, stretch their dollar further, and uh, in some cases even take emergency food so that um, they're able to, you know, survive and use it as a leverage to better themselves. Well, and, I, I love your food truck that works down there. Right. That goes to the facility, and, and at the end of the shift, people come out and they grab whatever they need and pay for it with a little, about half of what they normally would pay for and, right. and go from there. Well, when you think about access to healthy food, um, you know, the, you can drive a, 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 a dollar, we can drive a dollar forty in value over the lowest retail grocery store price. Sure. Mm-hmm. But if you're having to buy, if you don't have access to one of those, and you're having to buy that from the corner store, then we're able to drive about three dollars and fifty cents worth of value for every dollar spent. Well, and that, and many of the employees live in those kind of areas. Too. Absolutely, absolutely. And, 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 that, and to get that fresh food is is essential for their health and for their well being. And if you're not healthy, you can't. You can't work. That's right. Yeah, right. We don't want to just uh, have have access. You know, any food will cure hunger. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, that's why there's a Snickers commercial. <laughs> so, but that's, you know, that leads, leads to long-term health issues. And, yep. you know, we want to make sure that we're, we're being very, very ethical 
Uh, our network last year distributed 39 million pounds of fresh Michigan produce wow. uh, across the seven food banks into all 83 counties. That's just amazing. So it's just our emphasis that we want to come alongside folks like yourself at the Michigan Manufacturing Association and your 2,000 members. And how can we create win-win-win scenarios there, the, the company wins. Uh, the we help we win because we're helping people become food secure, and most importantly, the employ the, the employees, the people, the clients, they're winning. Yep, no, and I that think means that, their kids. That's are what winning. I love about this idea. I think it's just a fabulous idea. So he is uh, Chuck Haddon. He's my friend. He's my guest, and he's the CEO for the Michigan Manufacturing Association. Uh, Chuck, I'm going to hold you over for one one more segment, if I could. Sure. And uh, I want us to come back and unpack just a little bit about this demand-driven idea and philosophy and see what we can do to take that, not just in southwest Michigan, but all across the state. Sure. We'll be right back. Chuck Haddon, Dr. Phil Knight, uh, here on Food for Thought. 